Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. I'm uh, joined today by a very special special guest. Super excited to have Gary Carlton from GFC Carding on the broadcast with us. It's Wednesday, December the 11th. The Supernats are kind of in the rearview mirror now. 2020 is what we're talking about. But Gary Carlton, thank you so much for uh, for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network. Oh, thanks to all the EKN listeners for having me. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, I'll set this up a little bit because uh, I've been doing this for 25 years now, and it was probably right around when I first started down here in the U.S. Uh, with Shifter Card Illustrated Magazine. Gary was a young driver coming up through the ranks. I remember watching him in 80cc Junior, but has come on to be really, and I, I, you probably shun this, this term a little bit, but kind of an American icon in terms of what you've been able to do. A race winner, of course, here running in your in your career when you, when you were racing the Supercarts USA Promoto Tour, the Stars of Karting, all those events. You're a Supernats winner as well, two-time Supernats winner. Uh, but, you know, one of the biggest things, Gary, is the fact that you, so many drivers have wanted to do this, but you actually went to Europe. You lived the dream. You became a factory driver. You were paid to race. Obviously, a, a pretty cool time in your life. We're not going to go too deep into that with this particular podcast because you and I are going to do a book it podcast pretty soon. But you must look back to a certain extent and say, man, what what a journey this has been. Yeah. I mean, like you said before, I could sit here for, for hours. I mean, I was actually just yeah. the other day just thinking about it, like how many chapters and different experiences I've had in my life. It's been been an incredible journey. But uh, now the, the driving is over, and now we're looking on different different avenues of uh, chassis and teams and and – I don't know, overwhel- overwhelming amounts of work, I guess it would be, right. it would be uh, best described. Well, we're going to dive into that for sure in this particular uh, episode of the Industry Insider. So you do your deal in Europe, you come back to the United States. Uh, let's let's briefly talk, what was the genesis of that? What what, what made you say, you know what, i got to go back to the U.S., I'm going to go back here and work for a couple of teams. What was? Let's start with what brought you back to the United States. Well, um, that's kind of a long story, which we can tap into in our next deal. But uh, yeah. I, was, I was deported. <laughs> All right, well, be real. I like that. Okay. Yeah, I was deported. I mean, obviously, if you live somewhere illegally for a long time, you might get caught. But <laughs> okay. I, I was caught. Um, and then, yeah, that kind of just changed things up for me. And honestly, it was kind of at the right time because I was already thinking it's kind of over where I was and, you know, the situation I had going on, going on in my life. So yep. it, it kind of rolled into it uh, at the end of 2008. No, 17, 17. Um, I was running with IPK. Uh, I did the Super Nationals with Craig Bell and IPK. And then after that race, um, I did the Granja 500 with uh, with Barrichello, Rubens Barrichello. And that was kind of like my bu- last bucket list race to do. And yeah. I ended up doing it and actually ended up winning, which was really cool. And it was already... You know, in those months, I thought, you know, I wanna, I wanna do my own cart. It was always a, always a dream of mine to see a cart, you know, with bearing my name, bearing my design, and everything. So I just started. I started getting, getting things together, uh, calling different manufacturers, getting designs together, and you know, right after that race in December of 2017 in Brazil, I designed my first uh, 125 shifter chassis, and then. You know, I started talking with manufacturers, had different uh, manufacturers building me go-karts, different manufacturers building me hubs, spindles, and, you know, anything under the sun. And then I had it started shipping into my house and, you know, set up a, a shop here in my house. And, I started, and once the material got on my doorstep, I built it and I started testing it. And and then by the end of uh, 2018, uh, we showed up to Rock the Rio and in October, end of October, and I had a go-kart at a racing team. We started. That, it, that, that, hold on, that's got to be a little bit surreal. Like, let's let's be real. I remember being a kid when my dad ran stock cars, right? And I would try to design my own chassis. You know, I read all about triangulation with with super late model chassis and stuff. But but to actually go from being you know the factory driver for for a team, doing you know doing the due diligence, doing the stuff you did in Italy, living that that chapter as you said of your life. But then you actually come over here and and and. There's a lot of guys that, you know, that, that have, have race teams and shops, and they pick a brand, whether it's OTK or Burrell or CRG or whatever it may be, right? They, they pick some. 
you decide to go in the other way. You want to have that 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 your name on a chassis, your design. When you when you were in the shop and you started to put those carts together for that those races at the end of 2018, what was your mindset? Like it just seems to me that it was it would be so surreal that you are building a cart that you designed. It's going to be your delivery on it, your decals. That just it just seems like it would be surreal to me. Uh, to be honest, Rob, like I guess I've never been one of the guys that will sit back and and look at that moment like oh what's happening and he's just like well, probably yeah. i got the go-kart I, mean, I yeah probably like i do with everything the go-karts came in a box or ripped open the box and my mindset was okay well let's get this thing built let's see you know maybe it's what's wrong or what's right and this and that and then we got to get to the track because you know obviously probably the first swing of the back won't be the perfect perfect way so you know i got to get this done so i can get on to the net the next deal and uh yeah, so I'm, I've always been that type of guy. I'm sure, you know, two years, three years down the road, I'll look back and I'm like, man, that was that was kind of crazy what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, but you know that was cool and and stuff. So I mean, honestly, I really had, I didn't have time to really sit back and look how how things have progressed and what it might mean to me maybe maybe in 10 years but I've always been like that. You know, I probably haven't even realized what I did in my career you know, even up to this point, but yeah. hopefully there'll be some time later, later on in life that I can sit back and go, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'll tell you this. When we, when we do end up doing the book and podcast, we're going to do a deep dive into that. So, you know, you know, we're going to be talking about that for sure. Now. Okay. So let me, look, obviously, you know, to do this at the level you do it at, and there are other guys like Mike, Mike Rawls and guys like this to just absolutely live the sport, right? You guys are testing all the time. I think I saw something on social media where you, you've been working every day for three months because uh, you're that committed to the program. Can, before we do that in, in the in the, the Book It podcast, can you go back in your life? Where, was, where did this particular character trait of just being able to go all in where did that happen? Was it, you know, obviously you had a fantastic father figure. Was it your dad? Was it Fausto Vitello a bit when you were, when, when you were factory track magic? You know, we'll talk about that story later, but where did that come from? Where do you think the motivation to be able to, to be able to go all in came from for you? Oh, it always comes from within. And then the yeah. greatest motivation for, for anyone has to become not from somebody else pushing you or, or guiding you. It has to come from within. And I mean, I was just actually thinking about it the other day um, when someone said like, oh, like, how'd you get into go-karting or, or when did you get serious? I think probably the same question as you just did. And I, I mean, I vividly remember when I was in cadet. And I was running for Emic Enterprise, which was out of Sacramento, which wasn't far from where we lived. I think, you know, probably 30, 40 minutes or something like that at the time. And uh, I mean, on my summer breaks from school, I remember going to Emic and working in the factory. My dad would drop me off, you know, before he went to work and I, I'd stay there all day. And I mean, it was just doing like stupid little jobs. Like I remember at, you know, Emic didn't used to run set screws on their axle bearings. They'd use like these collars. So I literally, they set me up with a little air gun and I would take all the set screws out of the axle bearings and, and do, you know, stupid little jobs like that. Cause you know, I was nine, nine, ten years old yeah. and I'd get paid in t-shirts and, and hats and, and things like that. And I just remember, you know, being around those guys, you know, during in the engine shops, they had the engine shop there with Vince Paleo and and Buck and and all those guys. And I think Josh Garwood was um, working in the factory building go karts at that time. And you know, Les Hand, Joey Hand, and all those guys. Like that was my world. That was that's yeah. what I wanted to be even at at nine, ten years old. So I mean, I don't know. I just I've lived a life of go-karts. There's, there's never been anything else. And I mean, at least for right now, I don't see anything different in the future. I think the future you've got one coming. It's, it's, it's obviously what you're doing now is amazing. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the GFC program. Obviously uh, that's kind of been a, a moniker you've had for the last number of years. Uh, obviously the F is, is one of the things we, that makes us laugh about the whole thing. It's uh, it's your branding, man. You've been GFC for the longest time. Let's talk about that. Though. It's now a thing. Regardless of what it stands for, it is now your brand. Put before we go to the first commercial break here. I want to talk talk about who the whole GFC branding itself with the signature. Who helped you put together that branding? Because that's part of this sport so much, right? You have to have your own look, your own your own brand. 
who helped who helped put that together for you? The whole GFC branding. Um, well, it was, it was kind of all my idea, um, and it kind of uh, stemmed off of. I've always liked the the Win Hotel. The, how it how it's written you know and i've always liked cursive and and i don't know if everyone knows or like the win hotel has the win and then the period and i always thought that's really cool you know it's it's gfc period that's nothing more nothing less and so yeah i just i i came up with the with the brand or the the logo and i had someone else you know obviously i'm, I'm not very computer savvy when it comes to this <laughs> so had someone do it up for me and then uh you know we came up with the uh the slogan live your passion which actually i always, i wanted something to do you know with passion and my mom's the one who who came up with it wanting to live your passion you know and so we can help or we can uh Thanks, Shelly Carlton, for that. She's the one who came up with that. So we came out very family-oriented branding there. And, um, yeah, then the black and white carts, um, I wanted to do something completely different. I wanted to do, uh, you know, everyone now is neon colors, crazy graphics, this, that, and the other thing. And I thought about just doing a white go-kart or a black go-kart, completely white or completely black. Uh, And then I couldn't decide, and then I said, like, well, if you can't decide, just make it white and black. And, and then I came up with the idea, you know, what could uh, be an easy way to be able to see your cart seen on track? Because obviously go-karts, when they're, you know, going 80 to 100 miles an hour, they're really hard to see because they're, they're small. So, you know, with a half, half and half uh, look, um, it's very easy to see and pick out our drivers. And so that's, that's the whole idea behind it. And I think it turned out really well. And one of our drivers actually, uh, Warong Kamar cool is the one who, you know, put the idea to, to paper, so to speak. And he, he did the design and the graphics on, on the, um, on the computer. And oh, nice. so, yeah, it's, it's really cool how, you know, I got, we were able to use everyone and we just didn't go out to, you know, some random person and have, you know, them, you know, just do it up for us. We kept it all kind of in house, you know, so I like that. You mentioned the word family and that seems to what you've, you've got, you've got your, your core family, but you've also got your drivers as a family, which I think is, is, is awesome as well. Folks, we are into the industry insider. A, a great guest with me here today on the ECAN radio network, Gary Carlton. Stay with us folks. After this break, we're going to start talking about Gary's team, what they were able to do in 2019, the first really 18, end of 18 and 2019. This team's just getting started. Lots more to come. But after this break, we're going to talk about how things went this past season. As a world leader in personal racing safety products with a sales and service staff and dealer network unmatched in motorsports, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo Helmets. In addition to their wildly popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is extremely excited to have made their move into the karting community with a pair of stellar options. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting. The Stilo ST5 CMR 2016 for kids and the Stilo ST5 Kart Snell K 2015 adult karting helmet. The company's karting helmets are directly derived from Stilo's auto racing helmets that are so popular at the top levels of racing. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels as well as Stilo's lightweight construction and unparalleled field of vision, a crucial attribute for karting. For more information on Stilo, check them out at simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge. The dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing. What powers you? Welcome back to the EK and Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined today by Gary Carlton, the American icon from GFC Karting. Team GFC, his own eponymous uh, chassis brand. Uh, obviously, one of the things that uh, we find super cool about the 2019 season, this uh, has kind of really shaken up the industry a little bit. There's a guy that's been in the sport for a long time, puts his name on his own brand, puts his name on his own team, and goes racing. 
Gary, let, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about 2018. You, uh, you guys obviously at the end of the season came out strong. <laughs> you had a pretty good uh, run to, to, to start uh, the GFC program. Then we'll move into 2019. First, talk about those races in Las Vegas in 2018. Um, you know, leading up to it, I mean, it was pretty crazy. I mean, in the yeah. sense of, uh, you know, we launched the branding. I think it was around like, you know, somewhere in like September or you know, mid or in September, but it was the whole thing like, okay, now we got to go race in Vegas and we need everything, you know, I need absolutely everything to go racing. I mean, being, I started the, the beginning of 2018 with a toolbox, with a little fold up toolbox. I mean, I didn't own anything. I mean, I've been living in Italy for, you know, for how long? I don't know. Remember even how long in Florida and everything else? I I had nothing, so I started from absolute wow. absolute zero to owning a car brand, owning a, a race team, and and gathering up all the material to do that. You know, vans, tri- um, you know, everything. Just think of tents, everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. So, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of work and uh, you know a lot of a lot of long hours, a lot of long days. But uh, you know, I've been I've been in the industry for so long and worked with the best teams and and saw you know, it wasn't like anything new. You know, I just it was yep. going out and and knowing what to do and knowing how to run a race team was you know the easy easy part. It was just you know like finding time and just gr- gr- grinding it out, so to speak. So. It was really satisfying, though, knowing that we showed up to the first race and we weren't missing anything. We weren't yeah. running around the paddock, you know, like, I mean, it was actually kind of cool. I had a lot of, you know, well-respected and, um, you know, long-standing teams come up and needing things from me or, you know, going, wow, that looks really cool. Even I remember um, the factory Tony Kart guys came into our tent and they're like, man, like, this looks really good. You got You have everything that you, you need. This is, you know, good job. So it was, it was cool. And they, you know, they came over and checked out the go-karts and, you know, complimented on the livery and everything. So like when you have guys like Artie Go and Alberto from Tony Kart come up and say things like that, you know, from the leading car manufacturer, race kart manufacturer in the world. I mean, that's, that's a huge compliment. How about the success that you were able to have uh, in Las Vegas? That uh, that must have been something that, that all that hard work you put in to be able to have the success you did. Talk about that a little bit and how that kind of made you feel moving into 2019. Well, I mean, if anyone was around me in the stands, I mean, I was literally screaming on the top of my lungs. And it was it was one of those things, you know, you just, you know, you have months and months of work and, and hard work and then you get to get, you know, paid for it like right away. I mean, you just, the emotion kind of comes out tenfold so it, it, it was cool i mean not to sound you know arrogant or or however you want, want to say it but like i i came into that race kind of expecting to do well you know it wasn't like i i just threw a go-kart together and and tested it and said okay you know we'll go to the first race and see how it goes i mean i knew from my testing that i did you know for months and months on end that the product was good. I knew we were going in with a product that was that could win the race. And then, you know, our alliance with uh, Sweet Tech Racing Engines, I mean, has always been top notch. And I knew our engine program was going to be the best on the grid. And so I, I was going in expecting, you know, to do well. So, to but, you know, obviously to do well and, and to show speed is one thing. And, you know, to win a race, to win the race is, is a whole nother another aspect but yeah it was it was probably go down as one of the more memorable things that's ever happened to me and you know it it was actually more satisfaction than me even winning a race to be honest that's interesting you say that because that's that was one of the questions i was going to ask you you transition yourself from being a driver to a team owner i was going to ask what's what's the feeling of success you know when you win the race yourself you're on the track you get that cool down lap you've won but when you win and you put all that work into every other component other than the driving. Now, granted, you're, you're going to do a lot of coaching. We'll talk more about that, too. That's what you kind of bring to the table. But what, what it, was it a better feeling? You, you just mentioned it. How, how was it different? Like, was it was it a, man, I just I just feel so satisfied from all the hard work I put in? Well, I think it's more of a thing. Like, when, you, when you're driving, I mean, you're controlling 80% of what happens when you're the driver, yeah. you know? I mean... Yeah, there's there's obviously engine tuners that help you the chassis development and everything, but in go karting, eighty percent of the driver 
makes the difference. So when you win, it's very satisfying, you know, that you did your job, so to speak. But I think when you're a team owner, it's completely different because you have control of so little in the end, but you have control so much, if that makes sense. I mean, you, you have to bring all the tools to the table and prepare your driver so he can do, you know, the best that he can. And so there, I guess there's almost more, like I, I know as a driver, it was much more simple. You had, I think a lot of pressure on your set. You put a lot of pressure on yourself, but it was more simple. You just had to worry about yourself. And yeah. sure, but you're be worrying about yourself is, I think, a lot more pressure, and there's a lot more aspects and the thing that go on. But you only have to focus on one thing when you're a team owner, you have to focus on a million different things at, at once and, and try to do it with everybody, you know, on the team, not just one single driver and then mechanics and, you know, everything else. I mean, there's, there's just so much to do and put into it. So it, it's a completely different satisfaction to know that you've managed all those things and you were able to help give an opportunity to a driver to be able to win as, as in the driver, you just have to focus on one thing and you just, you know, if you can do the job, you can do the job. And if you can't, you can't. So you get that victory, obviously huge for you, huge for the brand, huge for everybody involved. Did that put more pressure? Did it take pressure off because you got the victory? Did it put more pressure on because you said to yourself, well, I got to keep this going. In the 2019, we got to win races because we know we can. Um, no, it took a lot of pressure off because – you can basically, as a as a team owner and a, and a brand, you can you know people like we like we said the driver makes eighty percent of of what happens uh, in I in my opinion and if the drivers are not doing their jobs or maybe struggling a little bit, I mean it's very easy. You see drivers do it all the time that, that they put the blame on the material. And with having having <laughs> wind run up the bat, you know you can kind of go like guys, you know. How bad can it? How bad can it be if we just won with, with, with you know in, in our first race? But that's true. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, and me personally, like, I don't need. I've always been really self motivated. I don't need motivation of okay. Now we got to keep the ball rolling. I mean, if we were to finish last, or we finished first. The motivation is always there to push one hundred percent to always be better. So I mean, it, it didn't really change how we how I looked at the at the program or, or proceeded forth it was just more okay now we now we can say we have a winning cart which is always good and then uh, yep. but it, i mean the the end result the end in task is always the same it always even though it won i mean it needs to be better and we need to develop and we need to push for the next race because you're only as good as your last race i totally agree with that all right so let's look at the 2019 season let's kind of review it a little bit gary what are some highlights what are some lowlights when you look back at 2019 your first full season as a team owner you've got drivers under the tent you're building your brand you're you're, you're a race team what uh, what were the highlights of 2019 for you uh the highlights it was just my customer base i mean i i believe a team is only as good as as the customers that are on it and um the people that were underneath my tent were just absolutely amazing, you know, with the amount of support and the camaraderie. And it, I mean, it really, it really had a team atmosphere. Um, so, I mean, that's my highlight, honestly, just being able to work with all the, you know, the results obviously are, I think were, were really good. But I mean, to me, it was just the team atmosphere and having the people, you know, have that pride that, the, you know, the, the, to be on my team, you know, that they, they showed, you know, they were, they were, had a lot of, a lot of pride being on my team. And, you know, it was like, you know, they, I don't know how to even describe it. I mean, I guess I'm not very good with words, but just to see how proud they were to be on my team and, and show on social media and, and tell me that, you know, that they, they loved being on my team. That's, that's more reward than, than any results that we can get on track in my opinion. I, I can understand that. Uh, I can understand a lot, that a lot. You know, we, I'll tell you this from my side, obviously when, when people tell me uh, and David and I, what they love about e-carding news and the fact that, you know, that they love listening to the podcast or whatever it is, it's great to have people believe in what you're doing. And that's, that's what you're dealing with, right? Because I'm a firm believer that culture is top down. In other words, the leader 
of the program, the team, the business, whatever it may be, they set the culture. If they're hard workers, if they, if they don't quit, they keep working, they keep digging. Everybody below them is going to see that, right? A leader's a leader leads. So I, I, I congratulate you on that. And I think, I think that is something that you should be proud of because you put together an amazing program. Now, here's what I want to ask too. You know, you have a team. But you also have a brand, and one of the cool things that you have to do, and you've done it already, you're starting to make it happen, is to start to build that dealer network. Because if you if GFC is going to be successful and you're going to sell 100 to 200 chassis, whatever it may be, you got to have some dealers. And you've got a couple of dealers right now, which is great. You've got Rivera Racing in the East. You just signed up full throttle karting in SoCal. That, i got to think that's a pretty cool little uh, momentous move for you, too, to have somebody actually believing in your program who's not – as part of your team, right? They're, they're uh, an extension. They're a dealer somewhere. That's that's big for you. I th- I'm congrats on that, too. But talk about signing up Rivera. Talk about signing up Full Throttle Karting as dealers. Yeah, no, it was great. And we got to not forget uh, Ruth's Karting uh, over right. in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, yeah, and all three three guys are just, I mean, you can't find a p- person in the paddock that will talk badly about those three. You know, Mike Rivera over in the East Coast, I mean, he's like – the guy in the East Coast everyone loves, and and he's been pushing extremely hard. And he was, I mean, he actually approached me because you know it wasn't any secret in 2018 that what I was doing. You know, a lot of people knew that I was doing something, and he approached me, you know, before we even launched the program. And he's like, "I want in. I want. I want to be a part of it." And um, so, I mean, that was really cool. I mean, he hadn't even seen the go karts before then, and just to know that he trusted trusted my abilities and uh, wanted to be a part of the program before it even, you know, was officially announced was, was super cool. And, you know, being Mike was the very first one and, and how well he's been doing with his team and get, you know, gaining customers and promoting, you know, the GFC product on the East coast has just been astounding to be honest. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better person. Uh, yeah. He's not the guy who's, you know, going out and selling, you know, hundreds of go-karts a year and everything else. But I mean, I, I prefer having him, having someone like Mike there that all of his customers look up to all of his customers want to continue to follow him year after year. And I think eventually he will build up, um, to, you know, where he's selling more product and, and doing and servicing more customers because, you know, just the person he is. I mean, it, it's all, like you said, it all stems from the leader and he's, he's leader oriented. He's, he's customer oriented and he, he services his people the best way possible. And you can, conti- if you continue to do that, uh, he'll have great success. And then obviously with Ryan Ruth over at Ruthless, I mean, he, he's got a great group of, of master drivers that he was looking to, uh, you know, get some shifter carts uh, for, for last year. And, you know, I feel grateful that he looked in my program and I think a lot had to do, you know, with one of my customers and dri- official drivers, Cole Bailey kind of pushing him and, and, you know, Having having him being you know the superstar there in the shifter cart world of uh, of Arizona, you know him pushing them to go on the GFC product. So that was really really cool to get that program started and have uh, have GFC in there in in the Arizona. And then now with Andy, I mean Andy's a- Andy's the legend of the sport. You know he's uh, he's a great guy. He's been in it forever, and for him to you know take on my brand and. Uh, it's been really, really humbling, you know, to have, you know, three great people approach me and, and have the trust in me to, to deliver products that, you know, against these these bigger brands. You know, it, it's really cool that they they feel that I can do the job. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And I, I can't wait for, you know, to build with these these three guys and, and hopefully, you know, get more dealers. And, and as, you know, the dealers grow and everything else, it helps obviously develop the product too because it might be, they might be put in, in situations that maybe I don't see, you know, in different categories or different tracks or different series or different tires where I can help develop my product where it can be more generalized, you know, better for, for for everyone around and not just maybe for the things that my race team see on, on a constant basis. Yeah, that's, that's a very, very good point. Obviously having more points of contact, depending on where you're racing, uh, that's a fantastic point. Now, 
I, I want to touch on one thing about 2019, and I know it was kind of late in 2019, but this is really has kind of connected your entire career. Let's talk about the Track Magic program a little bit, because I just, it's, you know, hearing that it was kind of coming about, and I, Rob, Rob, we got some secret stuff for you. We can't tell anybody yet. I talked to Jason LaPointe a little bit about it. The Track Magic program obviously was this iconic program back in the late 90s and early 2000s. You were the final factory driver. We obviously lost Fausto Vitello of a heart attack back in the in the mid 2000s. He was that uh, he was the, he was the guy behind it. He was the founder. He was the culture. <laughs> you talk about culture. Fausto Vitello was culture for skateboarding, and he brought a lot of that culture to to, to shifter kart racing as well. And that's that never ending desire to be better and to beat the European factories, whatever it may be. But the Track Magic name came back. The black and yellow. A bunch of a bunch of track uh, track magic former track magic owners end up getting out of the racetrack. They start a Facebook group. This thing starts to morph. Factory drivers coming back in, and all of a sudden, there's a you know a desire to build ten track magic carts through you. Uh, talk a little bit about that, Gary, because it just you know, we were part. You know, I was I had a chance to be part of some of the the excitement at uh, at the Supernats. Just what, what an amazing thing. Yeah, no, it's really cool to to bring back the brand and see how many people it kind of kind of brought you know the memories back and how many people came up to me you know in Vegas you know saying how cool it was and how you know it brought a lot of emotion a lot of memories and and it it was just like I think a good time to do it and a good thing for karting to kind of remind us all you know where where we came from. I mean, obviously, probably at least seventy percent of the people on the on the grid and the supernaturals probably didn't even know what magic was. You know, being but for those thirty percent and all those people that are kind of ingrained and and cemented in the industry, you know, they all thought it was really cool. So, uh, how it came about? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I can't even really remember. I mean, maybe Jason Point remembers exactly how it came about, but I just remember me getting, you know, on the phone with Jason and him throwing ideas and, you know, maybe like a track magic scholarship and we can put, you know, some track magic scholarship stickers on a go-kart. And I was like, dude, like, and he's like, they know, I think how it all kind of started. He's like, I mean, maybe I can get one of your carts. I'm like, well, dude, if we're going to put track magic, stickers on a go-kart why don't we just make a track magic go-kart well i mean make one and kind of see how it goes you know i bet you bet you if you do a track magic cart modern you know in in this era modern era you know we do it right i let me let me take the reins and kind of you know design design the cart and and do the and help design the livery and everything and and then you just tell me what you want to do after that. So we uh, we got the track magic in here. I mean, we had it actually quite early. I mean, it was almost mid season. The thing was was here in the shop, and we just kind of waited. We, I mean, it was done. You know, I had put the TM on it, and, and it had it completely built, and it was done for months, to be honest. Before we kind of un- the unveiling, because we it was kind of like one of those things, like let's build it and then just see. So we built it and then, you know, I sent pictures to Jason and it was just like, oh my God, you know, like we have to do something. This is too cool. And, and then just kind of, you know, evolved from there. And, um, you know, once people, we unveiled it, um, at the Davis track magic event, um, I can't remember what month it was now, but, um, you know, the, the reaction and from it was, you know, kind of astonishing from all the, the track magic supporters. And then, then, you know, Jason had the idea. He's like, dude, we can't, we can't build something this cool and, and not race it. So I was like, okay, well, let's go, let's go find a driver and race it. I mean, what, <laughs> it's just that easy. Right. I mean, so yeah, it just kind of all morphed and it wasn't, you know, a a business plan. It wasn't like we sat down and, you know, ran numbers and, okay, how can we sell this? How can we make this a mark, you know, market of go-karts? It was just like, you know, let's do something cool. In the end, then it's a, it's a passion yeah, project, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was just like let's build a, a cool go kart, a bad badass go kart, you know, and we're in track magic, and then now you know, and now it's ten. Now we sold the ten, and then you know, not giving away anything, and we're still finalizing the details. But there, there's gonna, it's gonna be, uh, let's say, a, a project, or yeah, I guess. A, Perfect word. We have a project for 2020 and that we're working on, and we should have finalized here in the coming weeks, and we'll be able to announce here on eCarding News uh, those plans. 
That's amazing stuff. All right, folks, listen, we got one more commercial break. We're going to come back and talk to Gary Carlton again about 2020. They've got a lot of plans. They're expanding their program. This is a, this is a, a team, a brand that hasn't been around for two years yet, and they've already had some amazing success. And it's, again, part of this uh, part of the storyline. Now, Gary called it a bunch of different chapters, but this is definitely a new chapter for Gary. We'll talk more when we get back here on the EKN Radio Network. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are used as the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, the Route 66 Sprint Series, the Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium HCI Red, the soft FZ Yellow, or the super soft Green YZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howell. This is episode number 30 of the Industry Insider. It's Wednesday, December the 11th, 2019. And my guest today, Gary Carlton from GFC Carding and Team GFC. Let's talk team now, Gary. We've talked about the, the genesis of the idea. You wanted your own brand, what you guys did when you rocked, got, got going at the Rock the Rio back in 2018. Talk about some of your highlights of, uh, of this past season, your first full year, building a small dealer network now, which will no doubt grow. Let's talk about 2020. I, I know we, we had a story on eCardi News talking about what you're going to do. You guys are ready to go. You guys are going East Coast, you're going West Coast, you're doing the Winter Series, you're doing Sonoma. Talk about what your plans are for 2020. Yeah, plans on 2020 is uh, um, flat out, basically. We're trying to, obviously, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, you have to, the people, in my opinion, the people have to see the product up front. They have to see it with their own eyes on the track. And, uh, you know, we haven't had much, well, we haven't had any presence really in, in um Southeast. So I think the perfect way to do it is go to the Florida winter tour rock series, right? Um, that, that's obviously that yep. series has always been huge. You know, Florida winter tour has always been huge and a staple of American karting. And I think even this year, it's going to be even, even bigger. I mean, last year's numbers were absolutely incredible and I think they're going to be bigger now this year. So we're going to go there. Um, have our team there and what we've done luckily now that we have a dealer Rivera racing in the East coast, he will also be going to all three of those races. So we've teamed up with Mike Rivera to service our customers and have our race team and do the, do the Florida winter tour out there and try to show presence, you know, in the, in the Southeast and hopefully we can generate business in that area and, you know, show maybe a different uh, customer base, you know, our product, you know, in the flesh and on track. And so they can see it with their own eyes. And then, uh, and then, you know, literally the weekends right after I'll, I'll be flying back uh, from Florida and then jumping right in my, my rig and taking it to all of the Andes races for the challenge of America's, um, I think we said even the press race and it has to be set again. I mean, 
you can't miss Andy's races. They're, they're the most professional, yeah. the funnest. And I mean, you can't miss Tucson. Tucson is probably one of my favorite tracks in, uh, in the States. So everyone loves going there. It's a great series again with the rock engine. So that makes it a little bit easier uh, on my end to just, you know, logistically have everything set up there. And so we're going to be doing that. We, we supported Andy series last year, had some great success. All of our customers want to come back because they love the series. So it's great to actually be coming there with new customers and, you know, again, the same customers that we had in 2019. And then uh, we'll kind of shift our focus from those two series when they end uh, to more of our local local style stuff here in California. Uh, now that we launched uh, last year or the beginning of this year or end of this year, uh, our cadet program, our R5 cadet, um, I'm definitely going to be trying to get younger drivers and, you know, more drivers that are basically kind of starting out and, and don't have as, a lot of experience um, in pushing them to do the KPX series here in NorCal and then yeah. also doing the pro card, going down to SoCal and supporting the SCUSA pro card series. Uh, obviously the pro card series, if you look at the fields now, nowadays, it's more junior cadet, you know, st- uh, the fields are more based on the, on those up, up and coming drivers. You don't see a lot of the, a lot of the more experienced drivers doing pro card nowadays. Um, so we're going to f- it's kind of cool how we have it set up where we do the Florida winter tour and the, in the Coda series, we have a lot of uh, more experienced drivers, let's say shifter style drivers, senior drivers. And then we can shift our focus then in the middle of the year um, to the younger drivers, to the cadet drivers, to the, you know, the KA 100 style drivers. And then I'm sure obviously we'll have senior drivers and more experienced drivers doing those series, but I kind of have different, groups of customers and I, I can group them into those those series and hopefully we can kind of develop a little bit of a ladder system so to speak inside the team where we have, you know we, we focus on you know certain series with the the lower level or lower experienced drivers and then as they get more experience and grow and if they grow decide to grow within our team then we you know already have a a, a set you know system and, and to go along with you know the shifter car racing or the senior ranks and, and, and move them over into the, the their respected series and then obviously we'll, being close to home there's always the Sonoma Rock series that we'll be supporting like we did last year we have a bunch of uh, good customer base to do to do those races and that series has been growing quite rapidly actually i think their some of their best numbers were at their last race in october which is kind of a you know anomaly in most series so definitely have a full plate we'll definitely be looking at also uh doing maybe some pro tour selected races being if if our customers want to go to those i mean i'm kind of i'm always based my team i don't try to push anyone to go certain avenues you know obviously there's kind of two separate uh engine platforms now and you know i just go where my customers want to go and uh and right right now we've kind of based off what my customers are right now we've we've based off our program off of those series and then obviously we'll no no one misses out in the two vegas races uh at the end of the year and i'm sure there'll be some you know one-off races um maybe some rock fest stuff i mean i think everyone in the industry right now kind of just goes where the customers go and uh they kind of see as the year progresses i mean everyone's kind of on the on the fence about some races they just everyone gets on facebook okay who's coming and and then, and, right. and then we, it, right? and then when we get a, a good base group of drivers, they say, "Yeah, we're going to go do this race." We, we usually all all end up loading our stuff up, and we we see each other at the track. So obviously, a, a great customer base through through 2019. You go into 2020, you've got all your customers. Do you, like for the Florida Winter Tour Challenge of the Americas, do, do you have room for arrive and drive guys? Is there is there spots under the tent for guys if they want to join? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. We're still taking okay. uh, we're still taking uh, applications for for our team, um, and we obviously just like any other team, and we're no different. We we don't you know make you do one program in the sense of you know it's not only a 
drive and drive if you have your own stuff. Obviously, we only support uh, people underneath our tent that are on the GFC product, but it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it has to be a drive and drive. We can cater to all different types of uh, programs, being if you want to bring your own engines, your own mechanics, or we can supply engines. I mean, we're, we're very elastic in the sense of trying to make every program and uh, work for, you know, and cater to each driver uh, the best way possible. But yeah, we're still taking in the applicant applications for Florida. It's getting really tight on time. I mean, I mean, just looking at my calendar, kind of not stresses me out. Just kind of puts my, <laughs> kicks me in the gear. Like, wow, you know, it's now. You know, I know it's, it's, it's now. It's, it's crazy. Now, you know, it's like you know, with Christmas break and everything, we're we're all literally looking at within two and a half, three weeks, we're in Florida. So um, if, if anyone is interested in the Florida winter tour, please contact us now. Let's do it now. Don't wait. Hey, listen, hey, I got one. I want to wrap up with one thing before we cap off this edition of the industry insider. Uh, just listening to you talk. And I, I love hearing that the, 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 there's obviously planned growth, right? You, you understand that it's not just about national racing. You've got your club program at, at Rock Sonoma. You're working with the kids. You got the new cadet RR5, which is, which is great. In the article that we did on GFC, we didn't go deep into it, but there was a little teaser at the end talking about the GFC Young Driver Development Program. I'm going to ask you now, as a coach, as a guy that's been through this, from working at nine nine years of age at Emic to factory driver to now at your own team owner with a brand, what's the what's the young driver development program about? That sounds super exciting to me. Well, the, the thing is, I've been really fortunate to go so many places and be able to uh, be subjected to so many different things that maybe a lot of drivers and maybe teams that don't have that same experience. Uh, when I was living over in Italy, I mean, I, I started working with uh, sports psychologists and sport trainers and people that, you know, train Formula One drivers, you know, and how to mentally prepare yourself and, and you know, not to go in too in depth. Obviously, we don't want to give away, you know, in any of our industry secrets, but what I'd like to, to develop with the, the GSC driver, young driver development program is a more broad spectrum of, you know, ability training and not just, you know, trying to go fast around a track. I mean, I, what we would like to do is, is bring drivers in to, into our shop and, and, you know, basically live the karting world and learn how to train yourself mentally, learn how to, the technical side of, of go-karting, learn how to work on your go-karts and learn everything else that goes around and how to manage a race weekend because it's so much more nowadays than just hopping in the go-kart and knowing how to drive fast and especially with all these young kids that are have bigger aspirations than just doing go-karts they'll have to learn it you know going in to the car racing world because it's just so much more than just going fast on the track as we all know so if if we can help them and in it's all like how we started this conversation or this podcast. It's all it all needs to come from self motivation. I will take drive. I will take drivers if they have the self motivation and want to do it. I will give everything that I have to help them get to the goals that they want to reach. But if they don't have the self motivation, I mean, they won't. They only get as as far as their motivation will let them. But for the motivated drivers that want to experience and take my knowledge and take my experience that I have gained over this 24 or 25 years I've been in go-karting, I'm all, I'm, I'm come in with open arms, you know, come to my house, come to my shop, be at a level that I took it throughout my career, being in the shop, working on the go-karts, going places, you know, that you don't want to go like the gym and, and learning how to meditate and learning how these, you know, do these strange, um, things where you're balancing, learning how to balance your equilibrium while your eyes closing. Well, we have so many different things that have helped. I've taught my drivers and that have really helped me throughout my career that I'd like to give to my young drivers and basically make them more rounded drivers and more complete. I always use the the term complete driver, not a fast driver, but a complete driver. And I can guarantee anyone and at any race, a more complete driver will beat just a fast driver 
every time. So that's that's what we're striving to do. And, you know, I'd love to go into the detail and everything, but then I don't want everyone listening to this podcast learning what, what we it. have. Don't, don't, don't give secrets. Uh, shameless plug, right? <laughs> you know, on the GFC Young Driver Development Program to learn what we have to offer, right? <laughs> Gary, I'll tell you, man, it's it's uh, it's a journey that I've enjoyed watching, obviously, over the over the 20 years that I've, I've had a chance to see you through the Supernats, through all those starts of karting days, everything you did in Europe, of course, and now to see what you've done now, you've become a businessman, an entrepreneur in the sport. Uh, you, you kick ass on social media. I'll give you props on that as well i i can tell that you're all in and and just the fact that like you said like on social media three months of straight work you may not get a breather until you get around to the florida winter tour but i just want to say on behalf of myself and david ekm we're very proud of you you've done a fantastic job and uh good luck in 2020 but it should be fun I appreciate appreciate the kind words. I mean, as much as it should be, I should be looking at everything as a businessman. I mean, I'm doing this because I like it. I could be making money somewhere else for sure. No. Hey, but that's your line. What, what's your tagline? Live your passion. Yeah, live, live your passion. I, I do it because I like it. I, I do. I do the business side because you have to. And, you know, I, uh, I guess I'll close it in this. You know, my my dad always always told me doing doing something. And, you know, if you do something ordinary, very good, it's it's ordinary. But if you try to do something extraordinary and fail, it's better always than, than to try to do something ordinary and succeed. So I think that's kind of the whole reason why I did the GFC branding and doing it this way. I mean. I don't do anything to fail, so I don't, and I don't accept failure. I'm, I hate losing much more than I like winning, so that's where the worth of it comes from. And we do it because we're passionate about it, and and because we like it. So here we are, and we'll continue doing it the best we can. And uh, I can't wait to see where we are in five, ten years, and hopefully I'll have time to look back at it and, and smile. And, and that's it. I mean, just do it, do it for the carding, love of carding, I guess. That's what it's all about, buddy. Live your passion. Congratulations, Gary Carlton. Thank you for joining us here on the EK Radio Network, folks. American icon, Gary Carlton from Team GFC, GFC Carding. As he said before, still arrive and drive seats available. If you want to, if you want to jump onto a team, that's it's probably maybe a little bit different because there's just a hundred percent work ethic. Gary's talking about his driver development program. There's a lot of great things going on with Team GFC. Have a look at him on Facebook. Follow him on social media. Go to the website, folks. Gary, thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, thank you, guys, and uh, we'll see everyone in 2020. There you go, folks. 2019 done. Gary Carlton looking forward to 2020, as we all are. Thank you for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>